What is up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of the Two Game Podcast. I am Matt Primo, joined by Chris Norman. Hello, hello. What's up, everybody? Happy 2023. And yes, yes, this is. I forgot. I haven't really. Uh, t- I haven't talked to you in a, in a couple weeks on the uh, on the podcast. Yes, yeah. Happy New Year's to everybody out there. This is it, guys. This is the big 100. 100 fucking episodes of this podcast. I, I mean, we'll get we'll get into all that in just a second. We'll get into all this happy shit in just a minute. But this is episode 100. I got Sir Chris Norman here joining me this week, talking about our playlist, our backlog, and the upcoming. Well, let me rephrase that. My upcoming most anticipated game of the year, the game I am. I have been so hyped for since Elden Ring, that is Fire Emblem Engage, that comes out in 10 days. So we're going to give you a little, we're going to give you a little cock tease. Okay, we're just going to tease it just a little bit, just before the game just, comes out. Just the sugar frosted tip. Yeah, just just the tip, man, just the tip, all right? And I, I'm definitely interested in in talking about that game, not only because, well, it's my most anticipated game of the year. But I think my feelings on this game have changed, or let me rephrase that, my expectations of this game has changed. And I think it's changed for the better, but we'll jump into that in, in just a little bit. But yeah, episode 100. Man, I've, I feel this is such a huge honor. I honestly, I apologize, Christian. I feel like I'm taking this away from you, man. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm never against coming on the podcast, and I'm never against talking about Fire Emblem, but ooh. 100 episodes is a lot. Congratulations to you guys. Appreciate that. And thank you for supporting us as well. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah, here's my here's my reasoning behind I mean, he's he's going to be part of he's technically going to be a part of the episode. He's just going to be part of the uh the Patreon exclusive episode. So, ah, we're doing it's a we're double doing header. A, a double header. Yes. Shout out to that. <laughs> <laughs> Ew. Just just the tips. Just the tips. So, I get your tip for her for this episode, I'm getting his tip uh, on the next episode, and it was just it was too long of an episode that I had planned, so I had to split it up. I had to split it up. Going to do part one and part two, basically like Infinity War and Endgame. Can't do that shit in fucking one movie. Yep. Uh, but yeah, dude, a hundred episodes. I-, I think a few years ago when we started the podcast, I don't know. I I thought I would be doing it for. I never had the inkling that I would ever give up on it, but just the fact that we finally get to the the triple digits now is kind of know, it's kind of surreal feeling to it because I, yeah, maybe I dreamed of it, but you don't really know until you fucking do it. I mean, a lot of a lot of statistics out there were saying that you know podcasters don't go past I think the first ten episodes or something like that. It's they only podcast for a couple months and they're fucking done. So, just for us getting to this point, I mean, we should have gotten to it a little bit sooner. Yeah, I mean, we had several weeks where we didn't do episodes. So, we should have definitely done this back in, like, last year. But, can't help scheduling and all that shit. So, I just wanted to take a second and thank everybody out there that has listened to the podcast, listened to Surfing the Stream, you know, uh, not, what's, what's what I'm looking for? Uh shared that's the word i'm looking for i was like search <laughs> <laughs> i think i had a stroke right there <laughs> dispersed 
that has shared our podcast on Facebook, social media, to your friends, word of mouth. A, a lot of the success that we've had has been from word of mouth. And I can't thank everybody enough for, for what they've done for the podcast. So thank you so much. Now, this is episode 104 for the two-game podcast, but we have done hundreds of other episodes between Wall of Death podcast, Rants and Raves, uh, Surfing the Stream is up to like 220, I think. So lots and lots and lots of podcasts, lots of time invested into this thing. It It does feel exhausting at times, but then I'll... I'll find like that that itch to get back into it and I'll be good for another few months. So it's just taking it day by day with the podcast. But I don't want to spend the entire episode talking about my life experiences with, with the podcast. Um, I'm going to save a majority of that for the Patreon exclusive episode, episode 100, where, well, I just said it. You only can get if you go to patreon.com slash two game. That is the number two. Support us at any of those tiers, and you get access to our Discord, which is where you can vote and talk about all the content that we create. Uh, so if that's something that entices you, that uh, gets you get you a little horny, then go to patreon.com slash two game. Uh, shout out to all of our Patreon supporters that have been there, not only since day one, but all the ones that we've kind of gained over the last couple of years. Uh, we would, I honestly, I say it every time, but Truly, I would not be able to do this without y'all because I would have gave up a long time ago if it were not for the Patreon supporters. So thank y'all so much for supporting us and being there for us, you know, every single day. And also for being behind me when I fucking get sick and shit. Like, bro, just fucking like take a chill pill. We don't, we, we're good. Like, I appreciate y'all so much. I really do. Yeah. No, if you're talking about a, specifically a couple of weeks ago, man, that don't even sweat that. If you're sick, you're sick. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I had COVID again. I mean, the C word. C word. We can't say the C word. <laughs> <laughs> edit it. Edit it out. Can't say that. You had cunt again? <laughs> yes. That makes you sick? That sounds like a terrible affliction. <laughs> that, that actually makes me quite uh, happy in life. <laughs> Usually cures my sickness. Right? <laughs> uh, but yeah, guys, I uh, just wanted to take, take a few minutes and thank everyone for supporting us over the last few years. Um, like I said, uh, Patreon, you don't just get the two-game podcast. You get the Wall of Death podcast, which is Patreon exclusive, and you get the uh, Patreon exclusive Rants and Raves, which I have not done in a few weeks, but that is a usually a reoccurring uh, podcast. So, yeah, come check us out on patreon.com slash two game. That's enough of that. No, almost. Let let me just say something too, man. I, I can't, I don't know everybody in the Patreon on a very personal level, but I think I can safely speak for everybody when I say thank you back. I mean, dude, you just, you guys, you've put so much into this and it's very good content. Sometimes I'll miss a week or two when I'll get buried at work and I can't, and it's just so comforting to know that I mean, I can always just catch up at any given point and any given week, barring anything bad happening. I mean, you're getting two to three hours minimum of hilarious content to just listen to. So, I mean, your your work is not only noticed, but also appreciated. I appreciate that, sir. 
It hits me right in the feels. I got. I gotta tell you, it hits me right in the feels. We yeah. should bro hug <laughs> from a hundred miles away. Yes. The biggest hug I've ever made. <laughs> oh my god, I did my best. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. No, seriously, I, I appreciate that, man. I really do. Really. Of course. <clears throat> so, playlist, sir. Mm-hmm. You, you, and I. Uh, well, I don't want to spoil my playlist or anything like that, but I have finished a game that I've been talking about for like fucking five months now. Everybody's, I'm sure everybody's ecstatic to finally hear about a different game. Uh, you don't even have to say a game. You can say it. We all know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, right. Hey, have, you, have you listened to the uh, Top Games of the Year episode? No, I haven't yet. That's what I, what I was just talking about. Sometimes I miss a week or two that have to play catch up. I, I'm in catch up mode right now. So it, it, it was so funny when we got to the. <laughs> to like my number one number two i was like hi guys my number one is this and and christian and and michael were like oh my god we did not expect this <laughs> hey, y'all a bunch of dicks <laughs> but yes uh I, I have two other games on top of the one that i finished to to talk about and uh chris over here is one to help me talk about one of those games in, in particular so we got a stacked episode. So let's, uh, you re- you ready to do this, sir? Let it jump in the fucking mud and in the trenches. I guess so. Let's do it. What have you been watching? <sighs> Ooh, all right, a few shows actually. I still caught up on my hero. Still loving it. Still awesome. Hey, did so happy with where they're going. Uh, yeah, they missed a week last week, but I think they dropped the the newest uh translation yesterday because I watched the new episode yesterday. That's the episode I'm missing then. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's a good one, buddy. It's a good one. I went back I, to. I, I say that. I they're all... Do what? No, I was just gonna say. I say that about every single one that comes out. This season is just so good. It is so fucking good. But yeah, I went uh, earlier in the week. And I was like, oh, I, I, I'm like a week behind my hero. I gotta fucking watch that shit. And I went there and I clicked on the last episode that was on there. I was like, wait, that names like the title of the episode sounds familiar, and I, I watched a little bit of the the like first couple minutes. I was like, "Wait, bruh, I fucking seen this." <laughs> uh, yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah. I don't know why they do that ever so often because it wasn't even like a season break. They were just behind, I guess. I don't know, but it pissed me off too because that's like my Monday ritual. Yep. Yep. Uh, but let's see. I watched Vinland Saga. Uh, thank you, Eric. That show was absolutely out of control good. It is everything that Vikings should be if it were animated. Ooh. He, yeah, he was not wrong about that. Um, now, I don't know if you saw in the Discord yesterday, we were pissed. Netflix is releasing it a week at a time now for the second season. We were so hyped up talking about it in, um, in Messenger, and then we both realized it on the same day, and we were like, oh, shit. I was like, well, nope, nope, don't out of that. I'm just going to wait till five or six of them drop and then try to catch up. But season one is so good. Definitely recommend that. How many episodes uh, do, you, do you remember? 24, 25, something like that. It's a full season. I went, uh, actually, that I'll, I'll be cutting you off. I'll be talking about my playlist. Continue. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, just a couple more. I finally watched Cyberpunk Edgerunners. Yeah. Did not have a clue what to expect going into that because I know absolutely nothing about that world or those games or anything to do with that lore. But that show was very good. Um, I don't. You clearly don't have to know much about it because I was able to keep up with the whole show. But liked it a lot. 
I'm just curious. Do they show off your genitalia in that in that uh, series? Um, the top half. The top half. They 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 show the. They show the boobies. They, they don't show pure pure genitalia. I mean, I was talking about dudes, but yeah, that's fine. Yeah, no, no, no. There, there's no, there's no dongs. They like, they're naked a lot, but they just like haze it out. Not like a cheap. Uh, what's a what's a? There's no PC way to put that. They they don't show they don't show genitalia. Right. Yes, I'll just say that. I, I remember. I don't even remember what episode it was. It was. It had to have been a couple years now. Or uh, actually, Cyberpunk came out. Did it come out last year? What year did that come out? The show or the game? The the game. That's been two years, right? I think the original launch was two years ago. Yeah. So I, I remember previewing that game before it actually came out, and we were so excited the fact that you could <laughs> you could select out the. <laughs> 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 Uh, it's it's a highlight of my of my podcasting career, honestly. <laughs> it's it's my favorite moment. It's it's my favorite moment, to be honest. Um, yeah, only one more I want to mention, and I want to mention it to you specifically. Uh, I started watching How Not to Summon a Demon Lord on Crunchyroll. Um, all right, so I'm five or six episodes in, and all right, before I watch this show. If you had told me that my job was to co-write a show with you that fused together the rising of the shield hero and high school DXD, this is exactly what I would have expected the outcome to be. Ooh. Yes, it is hilarious, but it's definitely uh it's it's almost like it's written and illustrated by the authors of DXD. But it's it's a isekai. He's sucked into a video game. He gets summoned as a slave, but he has like a reverse magic spell, so the spell turns backwards. So the people that summoned him become enslaved by him, and he's this overpowered demon lord roaming through this peaceful land. And I don't know. It's it's funny. It's it's, it's hilarious. But there's also caveats from pretty much every other anime or game that you've ever seen into it as well. Uh, just for instance, there there's a character named Edelgard who leads a dark army. Huh. She's like, yes, yeah, she's like the goddess of the spear and the axe, and she has bleach white hair with purple eyes. It's just a direct copy and paste. Uh, there's a character modeled after Leafa, Conico from High School DxD. The voice actress plays a humanoid cat. Literally the same character. I mean, there's just so much they took from other shows, but it's very entertaining and very funny. I mean, you said Aogard. I'm, I'm, I'm invested now. This is, yeah, this is, well, as soon as you see her, you're like, yep, that's Aogard. <laughs> I, I am still willing to follow that love, sir. <laughs> to the fucking end. Yes, indeed. But, yep, started watching that and Chainsaw Man. Did watch Chainsaw Man. Liked it a lot. Oh, too. What'd, you think, what'd you think about that? Liked it a lot. Yeah, very good. Um, have, have you since the, uh, the high school DXD shit that we were kind of mentioning? The vibes are there. Yes, the vibes are definitely there. It, it gets... How many episodes have you watched? Uh, I've watched the first season. I guess it's the first season of the ten, oh, or the okay. ten that are up. Okay, so the, so the whole season. Okay, yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, later the later half of that season is, is more DXD than anything. Mm-hmm. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Old girls are trying to fuck him, and he's just like, "Oh my god, I want to save myself, but I also don't want to save myself. <laughs> I also want this a lot. 
right. She's drunk. Oh shit. Um, I actually haven't been watching that much. Uh, this this past week has been been fairly busy. I was uh, trying to catch up on shit for my end of the year top ten list. Uh, so I say that I only watched like two two movies. But those are the last two movies I need to watch. I don't think I'm going to get to Avatar in time to do the episodes that may get left left out. I don't know yet. Uh, but I did watch Minority Report for the first time. You know, a lot of people, a lot of people were saying that is like an underrated Steven Spielberg movie, and I watched it, and it's a it's a good movie. It looks ugly as fuck, but it's a good movie, and uh, I really enjoyed it. 2004 Tom Cruise Minority Report? Yes. Was it Tom Cruise? Okay. Yep. Huh? I do not remember a damn thing about that movie. That's the one where they have the uh, little system that predicts whether you're going to kill someone or not, and they can stop the murder before it happens. And yeah, then, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, like, yeah the, story, the story is, is good. It's predictable, but it's good, and it's entertaining. I mean, it's a, it, it's a Spielberg movie through and through. Right. Uh, the issue is the lighting is so fucking bright in that movie that it just makes it look so ungodly ugly. I then watched. Uh, I, I needed. I needed like a uh, a movie just that I knew. I just needed to turn my brain off and just kind of enjoy. And that was Walking Tall with uh, The Rock. Oh yeah, that's a golden oldie, dude. That's that's a, that's an underrated movie, man. That's an underrated movie. It, it's. I'm not saying it is the the best acted or best dialogue or best story or anything like that but it's just it's just it's fucking entertaining from beginning to end and i uh, i really enjoyed it watching it again uh and then the two movies that i watched to to kind of cap off 2022 uh watched 13 lives have you have you ever heard of that one never even heard of that one so that was the one in Thailand. It's based on a true story in Thailand. The uh, the soccer team that got trapped in the uh, the cave, the flooded cave, during monsoon season. Oh, this happened uh, several years ago. Well, this is the uh, the rescue of those kids. It has uh, Viggo Mortensen in it. It has uh, Colin Farrell in it. And then uh, that's the that's the two biggest ones that are in it. Uh, oh, that says enough right there. If I'm trapped in a cave and I know Aragorn's coming for me, I know I'm going to be fine. Bruh, bruh. <laughs> I <laughs> he doesn't look as awesome as Aragorn in this movie, but I, I, I'll take what I can get. You know, right, right. But yeah, it, it's a it's a beefy movie. It's like two and a half hours long, um, but. But really, really enjoyable movie. Really enjoyable movie. I would, uh, I would recommend people go check it out. It's on Amazon Prime. This is uh, where I watched it. Um, it. You know, biopics and like true stories and like sports stories. Those three movies have to be, those three types of genres have to be like the most bankable type of movies ever. Like it, it's very hard to make one of those three genres and have a bad movie. When you think about it, I mean, how many sports movies are just absolutely just god awful? I already used my Friday Night Lights joke once, so I'm not going back down that well. But whoa, yeah, I, I agree. You saying Friday Night Lights is bad? No, no, we already had this conversation, man. Don't bring oh. it back. 
Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, bro, we, we, we finna fight. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a joke I made. I think last time we recorded and you lost your shit and I've been trying to bait you with it for like two years. Uh, okay, we gotta, have, we gotta have this conversation again because I don't remember. No, no, no. You just you said the same thing that there's no such thing as a bad sports movie, and I immediately rattled off Friday Night Lights, and you completely lost your composure okay. mid recording. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least I'm consistent. <laughs> yes, yes, you are. Can't remember shit, but you remember how to act. I appreciate that. I also uh, watched Pearl, the movie, the the prequel to X. Now, for those out there that have been following the podcast, X is one of my favorite movies of of the last year. So we rewatched, uh, well, not rewatched. I watched the the prequel Pearl that just came out a few months ago. I reviewed that with Josh. That is going to be coming out this week as well. Uh, pretty funny episode, I think. And then that's mainly it for movies. I watched. I, I tried going back to watch uh, DXD, and. I guess it had been so long since I watched it. I, I was confused as to where I left off. And I started watching the episode. I'm like, nope, fucking seen that. Nope, seen that. Apparently, mm. I finished the whole first season. <laughs> I didn't even realize it. So, Where are you in that show? Uh, season two, episode one. That's where I need to... Okay. Start. So I, I, right. I, wasn't, I wasn't aware that I had finished that season. But yeah, I did, nonetheless. Did that, and then uh, I lost my place in fucking fairy tale again. So I had to fucking <laughs> figure out where the fuck that was. So I watched like, that episode. Uh, I'm I'm terrible about trying to keep up with that shit. But, but the biggest thing that I watched this past past week, sir, I don't know if you can guess what this is. Should I? You you should you should. The national championship last night. Oh, oh, oh. The, oh, okay. the best thing that I watched. My mind was in movies and uh, anime. My, my bad. <laughs> it was a slaughtering. It was a fucking massacre. It was any other kind of fucking word you could use. Any kind of synonym. And Georgia just spanked that ass 65 to 7. And it was the most enjoyable game I've ever, ever witnessed in my life. I'm sure it was for you. For everybody else, it was like watching a trained samurai duel a paraplegic baby. So, <laughs> I saw this. Uh, I shared it on Facebook. Uh, it was a uh, Family Guy. Clip. I saw that. Yeah, the thing with the frog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 oh boy! Oh boy! <laughs> he drops the frog in, <laughs> picking it up and banging it against the fucking door of the window. <laughs> yes. Oh, I fucking love people that come up with shit like that. I know. Oh, I just—I wish I want to be the first one with an idea one time, <laughs> right? Like, I feel like we come up with some some funny shit every once in a while, but I don't feel like we ever come up with something that just goes viral. I, I want yeah, to no, that's one. my goal in life is to have a viral gif or a viral meme that I can like copyright. <laughs> but yeah, I watched the uh, national championship, Georgia. Congratulations! Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Uh. I'm going to try not to be unbearable, but it's probably going to happen. <laughs> just, I'm telling you, man, just don't tread the waters. Don't be a Bama fan. All right. Just... <laughs> you know, after so many years of being just fucking screwed <laughs> and just being the the bridesmaid, never the bride, it, it feels good. It feels good, sir. Finally. 
the bridesmaid, never the bride. That's the best analogy I've ever heard with SEC football. <laughs> <laughs> but that's it for my for my watching. Uh, I don't, I don't want to spend fucking twenty minutes on Georgia football. I, I could I could talk twenty minutes about that 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 game. But nonetheless, y'all didn't come here for sports. You came here for fucking video games and other shit. So, what have you been listening to, sir? Uh, well, I've been having to do a lot of conference calls on my drive home, so my listening has kind of been put to a halt. We're doing through some changes with our company, and they always time it when I want to go home, so I just put it through my car speakers and do that. But I did listen to that Machine Head album a couple of times, Of Crowns and Kings. That's pretty dope, man. Dude, let me tell you. I may, I may, have, I may have already said this. I don't even remember. It's like the first two songs... They're, they're great songs, don't get me wrong. But that album completely changes mm-hmm. after the third song. The third song oh, is, is definitely better out of the first three songs. But once there's a there's an interlude uh right after the third song, and then it is like a completely different album past that point, and it is absolutely fucking phenomenal. So funny story there. I've listened to it actually probably three or four times now. When I listened to it the first time, I forgot to take my Apple Music off shuffle after I downloaded the album. So I, I, I clicked on the first song. So four or five songs in later, I'm like, man, these songs are good, but this doesn't flow for fuck all. Like, what is happening? And then I realized I was in like the second to last song. I was like, oh, that's not right. And I took it off shuffle and started over. And I was like, yep, that's my, that makes much more sense. It's almost like concept album. Yeah, it's the uh, the Attack on Titan inspired mm-hmm. album. Are, are you able to follow along to the story pretty easy? Uh, pretty much, yeah. The the After I listened to it again, it, it made more sense. You know, obviously I was very confused the, the first go through, but putting in order and trying to pick out the lyrics and stuff with the tones in the background and matching it up to points of the show. I, I think I was able to piece most of it together. Yeah. That's what, that's what I love about so much is, is the fact that it's, you could easily follow the storyline with it being a concept album. Mm-hmm. I was, uh, I just recorded the wall of death podcast for my top 10 albums of 2022 this past, uh, week. And I got to put that out. Yeah. I got to release it, but nice. I'm saying, on that on that podcast that you know this is one of the most easily follow alongable type concept albums that doesn't make any sense to y'all but it makes sense in my head what i just said um when you go to other concept albums and i used house of golden bones from stone sour part one and part two as an example for this you don't know what the fuck that concept album is about that that those guys were high as shit when they made that shit because None of it makes sense. Whereas this one is, you don't need lyrics, you don't need to look up interviews and stuff like that to, to kind of follow along with the story. But, I mean, looking up all that stuff definitely helps your, your interpretation of it, but you don't, it's not necessary. Correct. Well, I've been listening to uh, Currents, Make Them Suffer, same bands I was listening to last week. I'm, I finally get a chance to listen to some bands that I haven't that been on the back burner for a little while. And now that the 2022 is over. So I'm using this little lull in the, uh, the period to, to kind of visit some music that I've been wanting to listen to. So currents make them suffer. Great, 
metalcore bands. Uh, Gojira, been listening to them. Uh, and August Burns Red, I mean, greatest album of all time. Constellations, been listening to that because I needed a little fucking pick-me-up after work one day. And uh, yeah, that's, that's all I've been listening to. Just all that on repeat. Nice. Sometimes you just get you get stuff stuck and it stays there for a few weeks. I'm with you. I listen. I listen. I listen to that Constellations album, and it's 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 euphoric for me. <laughs> to, <laughs> like I listen to that thing, and I'm just like, dude. It, it it's one of those things. Like you you ever felt so strongly about something that you you think to yourself, how do, how is the rest of the world not think the same <laughs> on this like like that I do? You know. Yes, my fantasy team. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> who who ended up winning? Oh, I did. You won the championship. I, I didn't. I didn't. Yeah. Congratulations from man. from zero and three to twelve and four, baby. Damn, I'm surprised you didn't uh, start talking some shit on the uh, on the chat. Nah, nah. I honestly thought I was gonna lose, so <laughs> I I lost. Both of my games in the playoffs and in the first round, and I was like, "Fuck this, I'm done." <laughs> I, I fucking tapped out. Uh, I just deleted the app. <laughs> Screw this shit. Go dogs. <laughs> Go dogs. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. But congratulations, man. Oh, thanks, man. It was it, it was funny with between me and the guy I played because that awful thing that happened that the game got canceled and all that. But it, it you know, it, it was still it was a wild playoff season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, time to talk about some games. Let's do so, it. We're going to combine this last little segment before we jump into Fire Emblem Engage, and we're going to talk about our backlog and the games that we've been playing over the, the past week, or in your case, the last couple of weeks. So uh, I'll let you go first, sir. Um. All right. Let's see. Finally beat Persona 5 Royals. Well, I say finally. It wasn't really a finally. I fucking flew through that game but i did beat it and tyler wasn't wrong man it's probably the best game ever made i'm not gonna lie if at this point for me personally it is it's 1.5 because it's gonna take more than one playthrough for me to ever just overwrite all the nostalgia that comes with final fantasy 10 but if it's already in the conversation after one playthrough it's probably better to me and i'm just not willing to admit it yet uh, it did everything. Nostalgia is a real hard thing to <laughs> to overcome. It, it is. No, it is. Um, then they're also just very different games. Like this, nothing about it is similar to Final Fantasy in any way. But minus the turn based combat, but you see that everywhere. Um, yeah, dude, it just does everything right. Um, it's. I, we've talked about it a little bit, but you you control your own destiny with how the plot goes, like a lot of games, but. Um, the turn-based combat is, it's turn-based combat, but it's got different elements to it that are just new and fun. I was pretty familiar with a lot of it from Shin Megami Tensei, but Shin Megami Tensei 5 is pretty much just the battle side of Persona. Um, so the social aspect of it is everything that Three Houses did, but improved. Mm-hmm. And I don't say that lightly. You, We both know how we both feel about Fire Emblem Three Houses from the social side. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was just done better to me. Uh, it's probably the best individual character development I've ever seen in a game because there's really just 
there are characters that you will change your mind about two or three times. There are characters that you don't like. One in particular for me that I had no reason to not like, but even by the end of the game, that character was just there. I mean, is what it is, but even they even developed that relationship well enough where you're like, all right, you're not the worst. Um, different bonds actually affect battle and gameplay and progression through the game, so it's not something you can just not do. You don't have to do it, but the noticeable difference in developing your affinity is much stronger than any other game I've ever seen it in. And just to put the cherry on top of it, the story is absolutely phenomenal. Like, I I just never wanted to put it down. It's kind of like Fire Emblem. Whether you're fighting or whether you're doing crap at the monastery, you never get tired of doing either. And, yeah, I just never wanted to put it down, man. I think I put 95 hours into it in, what, like, a month? Dude, when you, you texted me and said you finished it, I was like, bro, like, already? Like, god damn. Like, Tyler was saying that's like a like a 150-hour-long game, and you fucking just flew by that game. Yeah, I I mean, you could probably, I, I, it's kind of like, I, I won't even say I mainlined it. I did a lot of extra crap, don't get me wrong. Like, I spent a lot of time training in a, in a certain place you can go to just fight if you want to on any given day. But I also, I mean, just straight story and a little bit of training. It took me about 95 hours. I could see 150 hours being put into it. But one of the things that separates it is... Um, you're not really measured by geographical progression. You're measured linear on a time scale. So, like, the game takes place day by day over the course of, like, 11 months. So you know your progression rate as you're going along. And you have to meet certain deadlines to do certain things. And that was just, then that was just an interesting way to view the progression of a game to me because it was something that I hadn't seen before but it also gives you good ideas of where you're at, where your people are at how much time you have to improve I don't know, the deadline aspect of it was probably my favorite thing and the, just the fact that you're playing on a clock rather than on a map Oh, that's that's kind of cool It was cool, yeah It was yeah. I'm going to play it yeah. so bad but it's just, it's, it's pointless Yeah, no, I know I know that needs to be. I will recommend that be the first thing you do whenever you're done with Engage for a little bit, because I know for a fact it is going to be a top five for you. Uh, let's see. Definitely has makings. Yeah, like, yeah, everything yeah. that I've no. seen from it, I'm like, oh, I love all of that. Like that's right up my fucking alley. No, it is. Yeah, no. I had the whole time I was playing. I was the first. I was like, Tyler was right this whole time. Tyler was absolutely right. Secondly, Primo would absolutely dig this. So I can't wait for you to play it so we can talk more about it. I tried to say everything I wanted to say without saying too much, but uh, let's see. After I beat that, I had some time to kill, so I started. I, I got, for $35 a couple weeks ago, they put the entire cloud version of the entire Kingdom Hearts series on Switch Store for like $34, and I was like, yeah, cool, I'll do that. I liked those games a lot when I was younger, kind of wanted to play them again anyway, but I've never played like the little extra games, the .5s and 2.5 and all that. Tyler always said those were the best, so... Mm -hmm. I bought those, started playing through them. I'm going to do them sequentially. I'm only nine or ten hours into the first one, but liking it, you know, loving it for a 20-year-old game. And I started Ori Blind Forest yesterday. Got about three or four hours into that. Well, the day before yesterday, I'm sorry. I'm only about three to maybe three and a half hours into it, but it's a lot of fun. It's a very beautiful atmosphere, and it, it's cool just to 
honestly, it's cool. I just spent some time exploring. I think I only progressed through one world, honestly. But I just kept going back to certain areas and fighting people. It just flows really well. And it hits you in the feels in that first, uh, like, 30 minutes, doesn't it? Like, the first three minutes, dude. Yeah, that opening cool. cut scene, I was like, oh, oh, shit. <laughs> All right. This is leaking from my eyes. What is this? This emotion I feel. <laughs> I don't. I absolutely love it. I, I do prefer Will the Wisp over Blind Forest. Uh, I, I'm trying to remember if I liked the story of Blind Forest more, though. But the gameplay of Will of the Wisp is significantly better. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, Will of the Wisps. Will, will, uh, word vomit. Will of the Wisps is heading my backlog because I'm going to have time to play Blind Forest before Fire Emblem, but not both of them. So that'll probably be the first thing I do afterward. There's just there's just that one area in Blind Forest, man, that makes me fucking just want to just fucking riot. <laughs> that <laughs> fucking area. Fucking hated it. I guess I'll know it when I see it. Yes, it, you you're literally traversing this area upside down, and it, you you remember in like Celeste how you're you're pro- propelled forward and shit like that. It, it's kind of mm-hmm. similar to that. Uh, so that upside down was just. I, I'm not coordinated to begin with, so <laughs> that whole section just it, it infuriated me. It infuriated me. Very, very much. Yeah, that's that sounds like it's gonna suck, honestly. But, but they do have chase sequences in both games that are so fucking fun. Oh, nice. I'm actually looking forward to that then because I haven't had a good like side scroller chase sequence since I played Celeste. Oh, so good, sir. so good. They can't be as hard as the ones in Celeste, right? No, 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 no. no. Okay, because no, those were compares. terrible. Nothing compares. <laughs> uh for me uh like i mentioned earlier i have finally beaten forbidden west i got my fucking platinum trophy i was so fucking excited i i came home one day the the wife and the kids had went to like a cheer competition for for the night so it was just me at home i was like you know what this is this this is the fucking night, okay? I, I gotta fucking finish this. People are tired of me talking about Forbidden West on the podcast. I've been talking about it for fucking three months now. It's time for me to fucking just hammer it out. I got three hours. Let's fucking do it. And I fucking did it. And I think, yeah, just about three hours. Uh, I got the Platinum Trophy. I loved the story. The story was pretty good. Um, the And everything else that I've already said, I'm not gonna rehash. But guys, I think overall I'm trying to think of a final score that I would give it and not like the melee pits I've already mentioned that shit infuriated me but if I wasn't going for the platinum trophy I would never have done it to begin with so can I can I take that away from the game based off me wanting to do the platinum I don't think so. I'm I'm gonna get I'm gonna give it a nine. I think a nine out of ten is a is a fair score. It's definitely in my top ten games of all time. I put I think eighty three hours into it, and I I love just about every minute of it. I think towards the end I I felt a little rushed because I was just trying to complete it and trying to move on to to new games just for the sake of the podcast. So I think I kind of ruined my experience just a little bit, but nonetheless it's in my top ten. 
and it is definitely one of the, boat, the best open worlds I've ever played. And the DLC comes out in a few months. I will be jumping right back into that motherfucker and platinuming the DLC and all that good stuff. And then I'll probably, I'll probably finish up every single side quest that I did not get finished at that point. So I will 100% in at some point uh, when the DLC comes out. So Forbidden West, yeah, 9 out of 10. I def- highly recommend y'all go check that out. Um, I also jumped into, I was trying to find a game. Like, you know, I, I was telling the, the Patreon supporters on, on the Discord, I spent 120 hours in Elden Ring. And then I think there was a game in between that I was playing. I can't remember what I was doing. But essentially, I went back into Forbidden West. And I just spent another 83 hours into that game. So 200 hours last year was spent on two games. So I wanted something kind of quick and easy. I didn't, I didn't want to do another RPG that was another 50 plus hours or anything like that. So I decided to check out Limbo because it's a three and a half, four hour game. And I've played right about, I don't know, 30, 45 minutes of it. Really loving it. It's dark as fuck. And I mean that literally and figuratively because it's literally a <laughs> black, dark game. And then you've got fucking kids hanging from trees and <laughs> traps where it's snapping your neck off of your, <laughs> your body, decapitating you. And, you know, spiders are impaling you and shit. I'm like, God damn, dude, I was not fucking expecting this. Yeah, it's dark. But it, it's so funny. I, I was walking the first time, and I was just like, hey, this isn't so bad. It's just, it's just a little platformer. Not, not too <laughs> and then I fucking get my my head decapitated for the first time. I was like, oh. Oh. oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, then, I guess I'll start looking yeah. around now. <laughs> yeah, that game's a lot of fun, man. You're going to like it a lot. Dude, it's short I, too. It's total. It's like four or five hours, but it's a very good play through. Very good silent story too. I I, I gotta say, um, some of the you know a lot of people when you die multiple times, it get makes you pissed off. Dude, it, it's been making me laugh with just how fucking I'm doing something <laughs> and something will fall and just crush me. I'm like, oh, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, that tracks. All right. So it, it's definitely a different type of experience. Uh, in, in terms of a, a, I don't want to say platformer because it, I mean, it is a platformer it, per se, but I, I wouldn't really group it amongst uh, traditional platformers by any means. But I, I'm loving what, I, what I've played so far. I, I got 10 more days until Fire Emblem Engage, and I'm, I'm going to finish it hopefully in the next couple of days. I'll probably play some, some tonight before bed. And uh, yeah, yeah, lo- loving what I'm experiencing so far. I'll probably go buy Inside. Uh, as well mm-hmm. it's only like two bucks on the store right now yeah inside is good as well I, I personally like limbo more but inside actually got more um positive reaction from the consumer base believe it or not i personally liked limbo more but they're both very good i'm gonna have to like research like the fucking story or if there is a story or whatever uh you pretty much get what you get from i, I think part of Limbo was they kind of wanted it to be open for interpretation, and it's stuff. Some things are explained, but some gaps are left, and it's it's a silent story. But yeah, no, it, it kind of is what it is. There's not much lore to it. Yeah. All right, let's talk about Marvel Snap. I, I mentioned it briefly on last week's episode on the top ten episode, and 
you got hooked on it as well. Tyler hooked both of us on it. And Marvel Snap is definitely one of my my favorite games of last year. I'm still playing it. Uh, I'm trying to see. I got to, I got to pull it up right now. I am collection level two seventy two as of right now. Yeah, you're so far ahead of me. I've only been playing for like a week. It's 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 <laughs> <laughs> playing it playing playing it right now. I guess, uh, <laughs> dude. Oops. The, the thing about this game is, and if y'all didn't watch uh, listen to last week's episode. You have three locations, and you basically place cards down at these three locations, and they each location has like different uh, like abilities and uh, like things that like can improve you or be a disadvantage uh, be a disadvantage for you as well. Uh, and you got kind of place your cards kind of strategically amongst those locations, uh, and they're not all revealed to you. At one turn, it's over the course of three turns. The three locations are are revealed to you, and you can swap hands, you can swap decks, you can you know discard their cards, you can gain power. It's just so many different things. And when you play the first couple of matches, you're like, okay, I mean, this is super simple. I mean, there's not a whole lot going on here, but when you get to like some some of the better cards, it's like, oh no, dude, like. This this is a little bit more in depth than than I thought it was, and it, it's just it, it's a collecting thing that I didn't realize. Like when you look at like the daily shop and you look at like the the variants and the like the different style of cards that they have, you look at them and you're like, ooh, I kind of want that. And you got <laughs> got pick and choose because gold is very very hard to come by in this game, so you got pick and choose. You know what variants of cards that you want and it's really just cosmetics on on that aspect but yeah you you play the cards in your deck and essentially the more you play it the it it levels one card up after every every battle and it becomes like you know rare 3d uh frame break where the card kind of extends past the frame and then it becomes like epic uh, shiny logo, shit like that. And you're just leveling your cards up and that's how you level up your collection level, which is where you get more cards. Um, so I'm, I'm loving it, man. What about you? Oh yeah, no, me too. Um, I'm, I'm actually, I'm, I'm not near as leveled up as you are. Again, I've only been playing it for about a week or so, just 30, 45 minutes here at a time. But what I have done, I absolutely love. I'm still in the intermediate level. Oh, I just finished like the phase two of the the season two or whatever. Um, they did a very good. And what well, actually, and to his credit, I should be way ahead of that. Dylan told me how awesome this game was like six weeks ago, but I was in the middle of Persona Five Royal and I wasn't about to do anything else at the time. So, and he tried to tell me though, because what and exactly the way he explained it was, it's awesome because you can play two or three games in like five minutes and then turn it off. And that is my favorite thing about the game. The game, the, the actual matches are very short. You don't have to put forth, like, you don't have to designate half an hour to play it. Like when we were so big into Hearthstone, that was the thing. The decks that I like to run in Hearthstone, one match could take nine or ten minutes even. So if you were on your phone or you got a call or you had to break off and go do something else, you nine times out of ten you had no choice but to forfeit. But these matches go by so quickly that you just you're never faced with that. It's my favorite thing about it. Yep, and you so like you said, you start off with very simple cards. They did a good job of 
building up a rope for you to kind of grasp the concept of the game. <clears throat> Which is inclusive to everybody. I mean, I like I, I kind of personally feel like I had an advantage coming into it because I've just always been kind of a card game junkie between Magic and Hearthstone. And I was never supreme at those, but I, you know, just the experience with card games kind of helped me catch on to this one pretty quick. So I was talking to Tyler and I'm like, dude, like, I know I just started, but I'm like slaughtering everybody. Like, I don't, <laughs> does this shit get harder or more complex? And he's like, oh yeah, just wait. I didn't realize the the first few levels, they, they will randomly put you in against other players, but you're also playing bots mixed in. So it's hard to tell which one's which. Yep. So they kind of stage you to win to get you into it which good on them. And I, I finally got to where I was starting to unlock some better cards and I'm getting to where that I can actually build decks with customizable differences that it's not just taking one card out, putting this one in like you can, I can start from scratch and build decks with themes about, you know, to them. And, uh, well, Dylan sent me a picture of one of his decks the other day and he obviously has a lot more cards than I do, but he was, he just sent it to me and he was like, this is what I like to do. This card sets these off. This one backs that one up. And if, you know, if you get the nuts draw on the nuts hand, you pretty much can't lose. So I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, man, well, I don't have that, that or that, but I see what he's talking about. So I, I, I really like how they made it simple enough that anybody can learn how to play and get involved in it. But they also made it complex enough the deeper you get that skill will matter at some point. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree with that. There. <clears throat> There are, there are lots of ways to to build synergy because that was one of the things I told Tyler. I was like, I'm I'm a little disappointed. There's not more synergy with some of the cards. And he goes, just give it time. Just just <laughs> be patient, young Padawan. <laughs> uh, young sir. Do what? As you said, wait, young sir. Wait, young sir. And uh, yeah, the synergy is definitely coming uh, up to this point. Shout out. And yeah, dude, I did have a. Uh, I think my favorite card so far is uh, I bought it because there was no way I couldn't buy it uh, with my gold. That was a baby variant of Wolverine. Have you seen that one? I have not. That sounds awesome, though. Yeah, it's basically him with. Uh, actually, I'm, I'm going to screenshot it and send you a picture of it. Uh, it's basically him as a baby with wild hair and he's naked with his claws out. Oh, that's freaking funny. <laughs> I was like, I seen it, and I was like, I gotta get it, gotta get it. But I also missed out on uh, some Spider Woman variants that were fucking awesome looking. So I'm I'm trying to save up some some gold to to get those. But yeah, y'all y'all need to check out Marvel Snap. Like 100, go check that shit out. I can't. Yeah. I'll save that. We'll talk about that later. Okay. <laughs> so, just briefly, um, some of the games that are on your backlog, sir. Oh, uh, all right. Yeah, I'll just fly through it, man. It just stop me if you want to talk about any in particular, because I'm just going to rattle them off. Mine are all Switch-specific for console issues, obviously. If I made a list, assuming I'm going to buy a PlayStation 5 two weeks from now, it would be four pages worth, because I got some catching up to do. But, Switch-specific, uh, starting off with the Kingdom Hearts series, because like I said, I downloaded the whole thing and I want to play them start to finish. Uh, it's Ori, Will of the Wisps, all the Dead Cells stuff, got that for super cheap, really pumped about that, got all the DLC with it. 
I want to go back through the Bioshock games because I played about an hour of it, and it looks like it translated to the Switch better than I anticipated that it would. I've got Little Nightmares 2 sitting in my queue because I downloaded it as a deal and never got to play it. I still haven't played Defender Rook much at all, but what I did play, I love. The timing was just bad. Go back and beat Death Door. Uh, Go back and beat Hollow Knight. A game called Gris that I downloaded like two years ago when it was like $4 is apparently a very popular indie game now. And I have literally no idea what it's about, but I don't know how it went from $4 to $22, but I'm going to play it to try to figure out why it's so good. And that knocks out pretty much all the indie ones, but some of the bigger games that I've had sitting on the back burner are Bravely Default 2, uh, Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening, and Near Automata. That's pretty much my 2023. <laughs> uh mine i'm just, I'm just gonna n- narrow down to the games that i just need to finish and that is xenoblade 3 uh scarlet need to finish that um let's see here look at my switch right now i need to finish disco elysium that was such a good game it was just other things kind of came up in between mm-hmm. um Oh, you wanted to deep dive that at one point too, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, that would have been a very difficult deep dive. <laughs> oh, well, I'm going to put it on mine because I'm going to keep this list. And it's also on Switch Door, so I might buy it too. Yeah, that's that's really on the Switch, the the main games that I need to play. Persona 5 is, is definitely on the backlog for right now. Uh, in terms of PlayStation, I, I'm going to finish Like a Dragon. Yakuza Like a Dragon because that game... Uh, what I what I played of it, I played like four hours, I think, of it, and I absolutely loved what I played. So that is going to be something I go back to in the near future. Um, but the thing is that Fire Emblem Gage is coming out, sir. <laughs> that is going to immediately demolish my backlog altogether. Yep. So let's You're not wrong. So let's just preview, just briefly. I don't, I don't want to get into like all the nitty gritty details of Engage because we're going to be talking about that shit in less than two weeks. So, what did you see from your research on on Fire Emblem Engage? Are your expectations even higher? Are they lower? What, what's what's the deal? All right, so I'm going to be very choosy with my wording here. I think my expectations are actually a little lower, which makes me look forward to the game more. If that makes sense. I 100% agree with you. Okay, cool, cool. On the same page then, yeah. Um, I didn't watch much because I do want to be surprised by a lot of stuff, but I would just watch a, a basic gameplay trailer, which I assume was like the opening tutorial battle. And then I watched like a five-minute clip about the Somniel, which is essentially the monastery from Three Houses, where you do all your recruitment shit, your your prep shit, and you're hanging out with your peep, peeps and whatnot. Uh, I watched those two just to kind of get a feel for it. And it seems like the social aspect is going to be simplified a little bit. Like there's still certain things you can do that you could do in Three Houses. But it seems like they took a few different things out and replaced them with different ones. So I don't really know how I feel about that. I I don't. My expectations for affinity development are definitely lower because I don't really know. 
like Persona 5 Royal did it better, but I don't know how three houses can, how Fire Emblem can take three houses and improve it in a Fire Emblem way. I really don't. So I purposefully tempered my expectations for that because from Fire Emblem's aspect, three houses was perfect. I mean, as far as building character relationships and whatnot. So I don't really know what to expect. From but, what I read, Three Houses was an anomaly for the series. So when they went to Engage, and people have been playing Engage and fans of, of past games, they're saying this is more in line with the series in comparison to Three Houses. Well, and that's kind of a bummer for me, you know? But it is what it is. I'm, st- I'm still going to absolutely love the game. But that was probably my favorite part of Three Houses. I mean, I don't Well, it's hard to say because there's so many different parts of Three Houses. SRPGs are just fun by themselves. But even so, that, that gave it, that, that changed the game for sure. But we'll see. There, I mean, like I said, there's also some new things in the Somniel versus what they had in the Monastery too. And I don't know if you wanted to get into those or not, but there, there's a couple things that I noticed that seemed interesting. Right, go ahead. Uh, let's see. Well. They have a thing called the Ring Chamber. I don't know if you saw that, but that's where you go in and you you essentially you I won't say develop relationships with your actual emblems, but you can like use their rings to upgrade skills and deepen your bonds with them, which will offer temporary stat boosts in upcoming battles. You can supposedly fuse them together for less accessorizing for more results, essentially. Um, the arena, you can do mock battles. Which you could you could do that in three houses as well, but you had to actually waste time and you know go on to the practice battlefield or whatever, so it took time away. And that this thing called this is what this is one thing that I am looking forward to. It's called the Tower of Trials. It's essentially a tower climb like old school Mortal Kombat games. So you do different levels and face different challenges to unlock prizes for in game equipment or even characters. I'm not sure what the prizes will be. But you can create your own map and share it online. So you can challenge other people to beat your innovation. I think that's very cool. I'm probably going to waste so much time doing that. I didn't even see that. Yep. I was excited about that one. But, yeah, we'll see. Again, medial expectation for a positive result. That's what I'm going for. So... Yeah, I, I was. I've, I've mentioned it uh, a few times on on the podcast here recently. Between this podcast, maybe some of the, the Patreon exclusive ones, that expectations can either elevate or ruin a piece of media. And mm-hmm. like I, I remember, one of the the highest expectations I've ever had for any type of media was uh, Spider Man Three. Going into that, I I was assuming that was going to be the greatest movie of all time. And it was far, 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 far from it. <laughs> it is not one of the best movies of all time. It's not even a good movie. I mean, it, it's entertaining in some aspects, but there's some really, really bad scenes that I just absolutely hate in that movie. So that's that's what, kind of what I'm referring to. Expectations can just absolutely demolish how good or bad something is. So okay. going into Fire Emblem Engage, and like I said earlier, I couldn't, I can't wait to plug and play this game. Because Three Houses is probably my favorite game of all time. And I just absolutely loved playing that. I loved doing the review with you and Tyler. Our two and a half hour review. Yes. Our mini deep dive. 
mini deep dive. And I was going into it expecting Three Houses Part 2, essentially. And the more I've I've watched of this game and read of this game, which has not been very much because, like you, I'm trying to go into it uh, somewhat blind. But it seems like I am lowering my expectations of it because, uh, from what I've read. It, it seems that, like I said earlier, it, it's going more back to the roots rather than what Three Houses was. And that's kind of disappointing, but it's also... As someone that hasn't really played any of the other Fire Emblem games, it's going to be kind of fresh for me, personally. So I'm excited. I'm still excited to play it. And is it going to be one of the best games of the year? I mean, I I think so. I'm I'm kind of expecting it to be. Is it going to so. be better than Three Houses? I I don't think so. And I think that's where my expectations were. Because you always expect the next thing to always be better than what came before. Like, Batman Begins came out, you expected Dark Knight to be better, and it fucking was. And then you expected The Dark Knight Rises to be better than that. Well, it wasn't. So, you're, I was expecting Engage to be better than Three Houses. I don't think it will be, just personally for me. But, I, I'm trying to get away from that, that thing of trying to compare one to the next, and saying, oh, right. this, this is not as good, so it's, it's not a, a good game. It's, it's still a great game. It's just not as good as the first one. So, I mean, that doesn't take anything away from it. So, well, yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm Three still... Houses just set the bar so high. You're right. There's just, I mean, yeah. what choice do we have but to lower our expectations? It's un- it's unfair. You know, it's unfair. It's... When, you, when you say something is probably your favorite game of all time and you spent uh, hundreds of hours in, in that game, then, yeah, you're going you're gonna to put a ceiling very, very high. So, with this past week of trying to do the research on this game, or the past couple of days, I should say, I've, I've definitely, definitely lowered my expectations of it, and I'm I'm just go into it just, I'm I'm just gonna enjoy it for what it is, just and try to enjoy it for what it is, and just hopefully it's just, I just, I just want a great game, you know? It does it does it need to be a top ten? I mean, it doesn't need to be, but I I would prefer it to be, <laughs> and yes. I definitely hope it is one of the best games of the year, if not the best. Uh, there's there's a lot of games coming out next year, so that's going to be pretty tough. I mean, you got uh, Breath of the Wild coming out. you got several games coming out next year. Uh, Final Fantasy. I mean, we've already done most anticipated games of 2023, but I'm, I'm, just, I'm just excited to play it and just kind of jump into some of the things that I saw. Uh, for those out there, it seems like the story is... There, there are two things that I saw with the game that I'm a little hesitant about. One, the story. They said it's not treading new ground. It's basically just your classic anime protagonist wakes up after a long slumber in a once peaceful realm. Well, it's not peaceful anymore. It's fucking... <laughs> it's chaos. So you gotta fucking deal with all that shit. And your character doesn't remember anything. I mean, that's just cliche anime mm-hmm. and storytelling right there. But Enter title of Isekai. <laughs> exactly. Uh, you play as the Divine Dragon, and you hold a uh, emblem ring that allows you to tap into the strength and battle intelligence of past Fire Emblem hero Marth. Uh, this is not just a battle tool because you guys like 
Chris mentioned a minute ago, you got to strengthen the bond between the two in between battles. So you gotta you gotta build that bond and and whatnot in between battles to to really maximize your your potential in battle. Now the issue is some people have said the game is easy because of this new mechanic. And that's another thing I'm kind of hesitant about. I'm like, I don't want to just steamroll people, man. I, I want I want there to be actual fucking strategy behind it. So I'm I'm going to play with the difficulty a little bit. Typically, I usually play normal or I'll, I'll typically go easy on, on games just so I can experience the story and I can uh, talk about it on the podcast. You know, if I spend all day trying to fucking deal with uh, was it attack sponges then or damage sponges? Then I'll never talk about other games. So I'll probably play with the difficulty a little bit, and I'll probably mm-hmm. ramp it up uh, just to see what the the big difference. I mean, you do maddening mode on three houses, and it was like night and day. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. I may go permadeath. I'm not entirely sure because I do want to experience all the characters and like their plots and their their personalities and whatnot. So I'm I'm iffy. I, it's going to be something I just I decide like the day of on how I'm going to play the game. So so yeah, that's that's what I've seen so far. Each character with a ring has an engaged form that looks different. Uh, you can move more spots on the map, and it's more powerful. And it looks like the central hub of Somnial, like you said, uh, it's the Divine Dragon's Castle. This is where you can purchase new outfits, armor, weapons, items, and you you can like. I don't know, like gather fucking animals or some shit, like cats, dogs, and birds, and you can fucking go look at them, I guess. <laughs> well, <laughs> yes, and a- apparently interacting with them leads to things later in the game. Oh. Like, the, the trailer didn't say that, but it also said, you'll like the results if you befriend them or something like that. It was the most Nintendo English translated trailer I've ever watched in my life, but appa- apparently it's kind of like three houses in the aspect that anything you can do affects something except for fishing. I still don't know why they were fishing. <laughs> uh, so yeah, on top of that, you can raise your bonds, listen to support convos and, and train. Uh, so a lot of it does seem like firehouse, 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 fire emblem, three houses. And th- there's, it looks like there's some, some mixture between the two, but it seems like it's going back to, to a little bit of its roots with the, uh, with the support systems and the character convos and, and stuff like that. So I, I'm still excited to play it, but I'm, I'm just tampering my, my uh, expectations just, just a little bit to where this is not, this doesn't have to be the greatest game of all time for me to absolutely love it. Well, and I, I have really, I'm curious to find out about two key things that made three houses. So good. One was kind of that, that linear plot, that time linear plot, like what I talked about with Persona. It, it wasn't as in-depth as the one in Persona was, but you were still, you know, on a month-to-month schedule and you had deadlines to get stuff done, so I'm curious to see if they kind of stick with that or if it's more of a a free-roaming, do-as-you-will kind of more laid-back experience. I hope it's not. I really like the deadlines, to be honest with you. It puts some pressure on the plot, but I, d- I don't know how they're going to do that in this one. But the second thing is replay value. So when we played Three Houses and you bought the DLC or whatever, you got to carry over 
all of your like in-game credits and you could just go back and reboost your affinity if you wanted to. You you didn't have to use any of it. You could just let it stack, which is what I did. I played through all three houses and didn't revamp anything. And that way, when I went back and played the fourth run, I picked my favorite house and then just upped the affinity of all the people I wanted on my team so I could just immediately form like an all-pro maddening team. All-star team. Which, yes, pretty much. I made an all-star team for a maddening run, which was still god-awful hard, but a lot of fun. Um, I don't know what the replay value is going to be for this because I don't think it's a split scenario where you can go back and play multiple different stories back to back to back. Yeah. You know, I it, it could be. I, I don't know. It, like I said, I didn't put that much time into researching it because I want to be surprised. But that's probably the best part about Three Houses is, all right, I just finished Dimitri's crew. Now let's go see what Claude's crew is about. It's a whole new game. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I saw too, and it doesn't like like I'm in the same boat. I'm like, oh man, there's there's not a whole lot of because there's one thing. I, I typically when I beat a game, I'm done with it. Like I I need to move on to other things, and that's partially because of the podcast. But three houses, it, it was different because it was like, oh shit, dude, this is so fucking good, and there's two other stories. Three other stories that I can go fucking play through, and let me go check that shit. That are out. yes, that are completely different, with different characters that you didn't experience the first mm-hmm. time. And oh my god, I want to play fucking three houses again. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. I may just play play that in between. <laughs> uh, yep, it's gonna happen. I'm playing three houses. You, you talked me into it, sir. <laughs> Use those golden deer this time. Uh fuck the golden deer. <laughs> I'm, it's best house. Best house, I'm telling you. But yeah, man, I, I'm, I'm excited to play it. It comes out in 10 days on January 20th. We are 100% going to... Told, I told Chris uh, a couple weeks ago, I was like, hey, bro. Uh, he's like, All right, I, I'm going to be off these days and uh, I can do some podcast, some recording. I was like, well, you're going to be off this day. <laughs> <And laughs> you're going to quit your job. Like, There's, there's no ifs, ands, or buts. You're, you're going to quit your job and put your family in jeopardy for our podcast. It's going to happen. I was like, bro, I got sick time. I don't have to quit. I can just call in sick, man. You just went straight to that extreme. <laughs> <laughs> Your wife comes up. What are you doing here? Matt said I had to quit. <laughs> I mean, I, I we're a one one income household now. I guess I'm buying an apron and recording on, you know. But <laughs> is what it is. It is what it is, man. I, I'm excited to talk about that about that game uh, in a couple weeks for sure. As am I. I'm just excited to play it. God, I'm excited to play it. Shout out to that. Literally. <laughs> All right, man. What's your weekly recommendation for those fine folks out there? Um, I hope I'm not piggybacking yours because we talked about it together, but I'm going to recommend Marvel Snap to everybody because I think it is just that. I think it's for everybody. I think it's simplistic enough that if you're not a huge card game guru, you will still like it enough at first to learn how to play it and to be invested in it. And if you are a card game guru, then you will love it from the first tutorial game that you play. But it's just a lot of fun. Uh, Dylan and Tyler both summed it up very well in saying it's not something you have to commit to. It's completely free. Like any other pay-to-play, you can drop $50 on the iPhone store or whatever and get all kind of gold to do shit, but you don't have to. It's a it's more fun not to because you get to actually see the game develop it rather than just buy your way to the top. 
But mm-hmm. I just think it's something that everybody enjoys or everybody would enjoy. Yeah, honestly, I was gonna I was gonna recommend uh, the national championship game and just people go rewatch that. <laughs> oh, okay, all right, <laughs> but but I'll, I'll be I'll be I'll be serious. Okay, I'll be serious for once. Um, no, I'm I'm a, I'm gonna recommend Limbo. Like that is a game that I put off for for so long that everybody has said great things about, and just in the limited amount of time that I played it, it's it's creepy. <laughs> it's I was not expecting it to be so fucking dark, and like I said, that is based off of the uh, the art design, and also with the the kids hanging from the trees and and shit like that. So it's just it's it's fucking super dark. Like you're there's one part where you're trying you're walking across dead bodies <laughs> to yep. get to to get to the other side of of like a little like a little pond. So that's I was like, God damn, that's fucking dark, bro. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I absolutely love the aesthetic, the the art design, and it, it's not super complicated. I mean, some of the things you're, you're looking at puzzle wise, and you're like, "All right, how do I get over there?" And you're thinking about it for a second, and you, you'll die a couple of times trying to try to figure it out. And you're like, "All right, I, I may have to backtrack a little bit and drag this dead body from this water, and and then throw him down into this well to set this trap, and then let him get crushed, the dead body." <laughs> It's so fucking dark. I have yeah. to uh so Limbo is definitely a game that I would recommend and it's on sale all the time. It, I think I picked it up for like four bucks at one point. And I think inside is like two or three bucks at the same time. So uh yeah, Limbo is gonna be my weekly recommendation. Very nice. And if, if you're interested in just getting it on Switch so you can play it on the go, I'm pretty sure they have a two pack that's like seven ninety nine that comes with both of them not on sale so like i mean it's it's cheap regardless but guys that is going to be it from us this was this was a fun episode sir i appreciate you joining me of course man happy 100 congratulations again thank y'all and again thank y'all for supporting us for for the last few years i think we're coming up on year three if i'm not mistaken um it's been a it's been a hell of a ride been a hell of a ride for sure and we're here to stay we're here to stay for sure uh so thank you for supporting us thank you for uh, our patreon supporters for for your monthly subscriptions and just being there for us and making the content better uh there will be a patreon exclusive segment uh slash episode where we will kind of dive into some of our experiences on the podcast and we'll kind of give out quote unquote awards to all of our supporters. Uh, I think it'll be kind of funny. So we'll be doing that and uh, yeah, that'll be attached to like the back end of this episode. So if you're a Patreon supporter, you still have uh, some more episode to listen to. If you are not go to patreon.com slash two game. That is the number two. And like I said earlier, support any of those tiers and you will get access to this entire episode plus exclusive segments, exclusive podcasts on top of that. So we would love to have you join us there. Uh, we need a few more supporters, and then we will officially hit YouTube on a uh, on a consistent basis. So we will get that YouTube up and running with some video podcast and and whatnot. So we just need we need just three more supporters to to hit our goal. So we appreciate y'all, uh, Chris. Again, thank you, sir, and we will catch y'all next week on another episode. Ooh. All right, later, man. Later, guys. Later, bro.